You are listening to the Body Shameless series podcast, episode one. I am your host, Molly Fitzpatrick, a writer, stylist, and graduate student. The Limitless series of this podcast features women that have overcome incredible obstacles and are living beyond the limits of their disability. These women are models, entrepreneurs, and other aspiring professionals. Each of them are now using their experience to change perceptions and educate others to advocate for more inclusive media. With the passion for promoting body positivity, these women prove that beauty is limitless. I think if we learn to accept ourselves and give give ourselves that freedom to be able to to have that confidence and to move forward and do whatever whatever it is we want to do. To um, we have a tagline with Raw Beauty, and that is embrace your beauty, own your power, and live your passion. And you know, for many years. I felt like I wasn't good enough because I was disabled. But the funny thing is, before before my accident, I kind of felt the same way. On today's show, I am here with Wendy Crawford. Uh, full disclosure, uh, I did meet Wendy less than a year ago when I was an intern for her nonprofit, The Raw Beauty Project, which we will talk about a little later. And during that time, Wendy also became a friend who shares my passion for promoting a positive body image and truly changed my perspective and inspired me with the amazing work she does. And of course, her kind spirit. Wendy is the founder of mobilewomen.org and co-founder of The Raw Beauty Project. She also has done a TED Talk where she talks about the beauty equation and shares her story about how she is living beyond her limits and now using her experience to empower other women and give a voice to those who may feel invisible and underrepresented in media. So thank you so much for joining me today, Wendy. I really appreciate it. Oh, you're welcome. I feel honored to be invited on your show, and um, and I'm just so happy that you are bringing um, the subject to the forefront because it's so important. So thank you. It's an honor. No, it's my pleasure. So, <laughs> so I'm already familiar with your story but if you could give the listeners some background on where your journey started and why you are so passionate about the body image issue in media. When I was 18, I started modeling um, and in, in fashion. And, uh, you know, at that time, I was always very self-conscious and was always comparing myself to the other models. And then I had an accident. I was hit by a drunk driver in 1984. Uh, and I was 19 at the time. As a result of the accident, uh, I became paralyzed. I'm a quadriplegic. And so, you know, of course, that was horrific. And I just wanted to get back to my life. So I thought that I could get back to, you know, working again and just try to make things as normal as possible, which was a bit naive at the time. But, you know, so I talked to my agent, and we tried to get me work. But the industry just was not very... um, you know, they were compassionate towards what I went through, but mm-hmm. they just didn't have any work for me. Um, I just did not look like the other models anymore. I was now in a wheelchair, mm-hmm. and even though my body type was the same or whatever, I I no longer fit the mold that they, they had created. So, you know, that always bothered me, and 
made me realize, you know, how narrow-minded the industry was and really gives women a false sense of how they should look. They, they just represent the models at that time were just representative of um, a small fraction of the population and really there's all different kinds of body shapes and sizes and, and colors and ethnicities and ages and so um, it's kind of always been a passionate subject for me and I met all these amazing women in wheelchairs after my accident and, and, and people with disabilities and I just wanted to bring them to the forefront and have them be recognized too um, as the beautiful woman that they are. In 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 your t- in your TED talk um, that you did, you talk about the what you call the beauty equation, and you talk about the negative comparisons that women make of themselves to other other images that they see in media, be it in fashion or in, I guess now social media. So can you can you talk a little bit about that and what role what role you think media does play um, in in women's body image, especially in like you were speaking of before the fashion industry? Well, um, in my TED talk, I did talk uh, I did some research and I found out that there was actually a real beauty equation which is used to measure your beauty. So they measure the distance between your eyes and different measurements of your face and make these ratios and you know most people don't meet up to that ratio. <laughs> so I just as when I found that I just thought that was ludicrous. Like who's to say that there should be a specific measurement? And I I think most women compare themselves when we look in media and say, you know, oh, you know, for example, I'm now in my 50s, I look at a woman around my same age and I think, oh, you know, why don't I look like that when I look at a magazine or, you know, why isn't my body like that? And I think because we're inundated constantly with these images, it's really difficult not to compare ourselves. You know, these younger women say, oh, you know, I need um, I need a bigger butt, <laughs> or and it's it's constant comparison instead of just embracing what we have and feeling beautiful for what we have. And I think that that whole shift in society needs to take place in our way of thinking, and and the images in the media need to change to reflect a broader scope of, of women. Um, and also in the media, you know. A lot of it is it is photoshopped, and you know when I modeled, I got to see the other side of it. Where actually back then we didn't have photoshopping, but you spend all day getting one photo, one shot, and you have the best makeup artists, you have stylists, you have hairdressers, mm-hmm. so you have all these people making you look amazing, but that's not realistic. Um, so it, it it needs to shift within ourselves, but also shift within the media and. That's why we created um, the Raw Beauty Project to uh, celebrate women with disabilities and show the world that there is another type of beauty mm-hmm. we're missing. Yeah. So, with that said, you you embraced um, uh, your your new circumstance with disabilities in a, in a in a really unique way by creating MobileWomen.org and the Raw Beauty Project. What was that experience like for you? And and I know we talked a little bit about it before, but can you talk about what the mission of these projects is? Sure. Well, it wasn't that easy of a process, it sounds like it, but, you know, this is in a span of over 32 years. Right. Originally, I did not want to think of being disabled, nor did I want to other people to think of me as disabled, and I kind of felt badly for people who are disabled, but I, was, I didn't want to be one 
them, and I didn't want other people to think of me as one of them. And and gradually over time, you know, I realized I was living my life on the sidelines, and I started to meet other people with disabilities, especially the women, and I saw that they were these amazing women, and I looked at them in a different light. I, I saw their strength and um, their resilience and, you know, saw these achievements they had and accomplishments, and I was just in awe of them. And then I realized, well, why don't we ever see or hear about these women? Um, and at the same time, I was, you know, kind of going through a journey of becoming a woman. You know, I was still very young, and I found there was really a lack of information. There was a lack of information regarding, you know, gynecology and beauty and fashion and all those things that women are interested in. And so I created um, mobilewoman.org, W-O-M-E-N, and that is for women with disabilities. Um, It's an online magazine which um, has articles on that, and we also have a a Facebook page where women can support one another and ask each other questions, which is really our our greatest resource. Mm -hmm. Um, The Raw Beauty Project, I was involved in a photography exhibit many years ago of women with disabilities, and um, I just wanted to continue something like that. And um, because I used to model, um, I had some contacts in New York, so we connected with photographers there. And my thinking was to celebrate women with disabilities, but at the same time recruit fashion and celebrity photographers and have them see see what they're missing with women with disabilities mm-hmm. and kind of shift their way of thinking and then, of course, hoping the media would pick it up and, um, you know, spread our mission, our mission being, you know, to celebrate women with disabilities, to redefine beauty and perceptions, and that becomes very empowering, and it really unleashes potential for all of, all of those who see it. When you see the photographs that are so powerful and you read the stories, you, may, it, you know, everyone has challenges in their life. Everyone has obstacles, but when you read how these women have overcome them and how they're not just uh, surviving, but they're thriving, Mm -hmm. then it's, you know, many people find that there's a shift within themselves and helps them to feel more empowered to overcome their obstacles and feel better about themselves. So that's the the back back door (laughs) way of um, empowering people. Definitely. So what would you say is the most important lesson that your your personal journey has taught you and and how why it's important for you to to use your experience to now help help other women and almost be like a role model that you may not have had when your story first started? Well, I think we spend so much time I still revert to this many times. I'm not perfect by any means. But I think if we learn to accept ourselves and Give, her, give ourselves that freedom to be able to to have that confidence and to move forward and do whatever whatever it is we want to do. To um, we have a tagline with Raw Beauty, and that is embrace your beauty, own your power, and live your passion. And you know, for many years, I felt like I wasn't good enough because I was disabled. But 
the funny thing is, before before my accident, I kind of felt the same way. You know, I was very critical of my body. When I didn't get a job, I was, you know, felt badly about myself. I, you know, I would look at the other models and say, well, she's so much prettier, or she can do this, and she's, you know, I was constantly doing that to myself. And when you do that, you just don't have the confidence you need, and, you know, I, I wasn't happy. And, and trust me, I still do sometimes, <laughs> but in general, I feel so much better about myself. And if women did that, just think of the accomplishments they could achieve. If they spent the time and effort on accepting themselves as opposed to trying to change it and just look at the positive things we have, you right. know? Yeah. So, so what advice would you give to someone who is, who is currently struggling, struggling with their body image, maybe even in, in the same position that you were at 19 years old? Uh, what, would you, what would you say to them? Hmm. I would say, I mean, it's, it's not like a quick thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would say, you know, even just make a list of the positive things about yourself. Um, instead of the list that goes in your head that's negative, like one thing that I try to do, someone told me to do this, and it really has changed my life, is every night when I go to bed, I just go through a list about five things that I am grateful for and I'm thankful for about myself. And I think that we overlook that all the time. Um, but especially, say, someone with a disability or someone who has another kind of challenge, finding a group that or other people that have similar circumstances I think is really helpful because I think when you feel part of a community, then you feel like you're not the only one and you have someone to talk to about it. Mm-hmm. I, I have so many friends with disabilities and we pull each other up. And, you know, the great thing is online and there's so many groups, you don't have to even go anywhere to connect with someone. Mm-hmm. And, and that's why it's so important that we do have diversity and inclusion in the media because when you see someone who's like yourself in a magazine or on television or online, that's empowering in itself. Mm-hmm. And to not, you know when I was first injured and to not see anybody like myself anywhere, um, you know, it's very negative. So I think that's empowering. So, you know, and just be kind to yourself. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's the main thing. And is there, so is there a company you think does a good job of promoting inclusion and a positive body image? Um, yeah, I think that things are really shifting. I think that, you know, I think does. The Dove campaign really started to change things, you know, real beauty mm-hmm. and showing everyday women. And now I think that that's really changing. Um, just in the past couple of years, it's been quite amazing since we did the New York event, mm-hmm. our first exhibit in 2014, I really see a big difference in fashion shows and clothing companies and they're, they're gradually more and more coming on board, and I think that will continue to to keep changing. So it, it really is a, an amazing time right now. Even with all, all of the kind of innovative campaigns, uh, such as the Raw Beauty Project um, or social media campaigns that are kind of promoting body positivity and inclusion, how else do you think we can better use media to represent 
all women, regardless of their size or their ability, and encourage encourage a more inclusive uh, industry. I mean, it seems that we're on the road to that, but how else do you think individuals or companies can better use media to represent a variety of, of women? I think that companies need to hear it from people. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I think it's important that they get feedback because Sometimes I think they just don't realize either. It's not intentional, but I think sometimes they just don't realize they have neglected a certain, you know, they've been very um, Mm narrow-minded in their advertising. Other times it's just a matter of money and that's, you know, they're trying to just get the advertising out and what, you know, they always say sex appeal was, you know, the best way to advertise. But mm-hmm. that way of thinking is changing. And I think the more we, you know, especially online now, you can send messages to companies. You can give feedback on clothing. You can give feedback on um, different things. The more we keep giving that message back, I think that's that's really important and not feed into, you know, feed into what they're doing. Lastly, on, on my podcast, as I've told you before, um, I'm going to talk talk about the impact social media and the fashion industry has on a woman's body image, especially by seemingly setting this unattainable beauty standard. Um, I'm creating the project to act as kind of a community to educate people on a variety of struggles um, re- related to a negative body image and or the struggles that it can, can create, but also to share beautiful stories like your own about how you have transcended your challenges and are now living beyond what some what some may see as limitations. So with that said, why, why is it important to talk about the body image issue and for people to share their struggles? Essentially, if someone asked you, why should I care about this, what would you say to them? Uh, because it's holding so many people back. Um, if everyone felt good about themselves, and was able to do what they really, really dreamt about and really wanted to do and live their passion, can you imagine the difference the world would be? There's Everyone has so much potential, and they just have to believe in themselves. And so it's especially important, well, for every age, but especially younger women, too, because they're going to be influencing their children and it gets passed down for generations and generations. So the stronger we feel, the more we can accomplish and the better the world can be. So it really, it, to me, it's a very, very important topic. Yeah. And then how would you, I know that you talked about it in your, in your TED Talk, but um, how, do you, how do you define your own uh, beauty equation? Well, I don't have a beauty equation. It's <laughs> <laughs> to not... <laughs> Try to measure it uh-huh. and just feel it. And the more confident I feel, the more beautiful I feel. It's funny, when I did my photo shoot for Raw Beauty mm-hmm. in New York, mm-hmm. I was paired with a photographer that I worked with prior to my accident through, over oh. 30 years ago. Oh, wow. Yeah, it was amazing because I hadn't seen him, and it was just so incredible to see him. And I loved the photo shoot. Yeah, I was a little bit nervous at first going in. I just happened to be going in after a Victoria's Secret modeling shoot. Oh. So that was, like, really disappointing. <laughs> I see all these models coming out, and, you know, they're younger and gorgeous, and I come into my wheelchair older, and 
Um, but once we got going, I actually felt better shooting than I ever did when I was modeling and, you know, did have that perfect body that we think we want. And I actually felt so much better and so much more confident. And the only difference is, is my way of thinking. And I feel so much more accepting of myself. I actually enjoyed the shoot where before I was so self-conscious and thinking I'm doing something wrong or what's, you know. So um, that's, that's, to me, the most important thing is, is shifting your mind because then everything else will follow. Yeah, definitely. And is there, so is there anything else that you think is important for people to know about media and body image or uh, about your story that you want to tell people or that you think would help someone else that you want to add? I think don't compare yourself to anything or anyone um, and just work on you and what makes you happy and what makes you feel powerful and what makes, you know, I think that's the most important thing. And I find social media can be really bad for that. You you are constantly comparing yourself and your life and, you know, just, just enjoy what you have and celebrate what you have. And if someone wanted to get more information about, about you um, and the causes that you're associate, associated with, where would, where would they look to find, to find that information? Um, well, the Raw Beauty Project has a website, therawbeautyproject.com, and we also have the Facebook page, um, and as well, um, Mobile Woman. Um, we have both the website, mobilewoman.org, and then we also have a Facebook page, Wonderful. which is a group, but very easy to join. Okay. So, um, you know, come check us out. Well, thank you so much for taking time out of your schedule to speak with me. I really appreciate your sh- sharing your story and your perspective on this issue. You really do have a, a really beautiful story, and you're a really beautiful person, so I really uh, appreciate you taking the time. Well, thank you, and um, I feel the same about you, no. and good luck with the project. It's important. I, I back you 100%. <laughs> thank you so much. All right. All right. Thank you, sure. Wendy. All right. Bye-bye. Okay, bye-bye. This podcast is powered by Relatable Magazine, an inclusive magazine and online support community showcasing stories about a variety of women that have survived eating disorders, are breaking the boundaries of disability, and have dealt with body shaming. Relatable is passionate about giving a voice to women struggling with body image issues and using media in a new way to represent all body types, promoting body positivity, and giving a voice to the body image issues all women can relate to. Relatable hopes that you will share your voice and tell your story, because beauty is limitless, brave, and body shameless. Thank you for listening.